Welcome, welcome, and welcome, ladies and gentlemen. I am your host. It is I, Rob Zakari. We are back live for a another uh, fun. Look at that thing. Another fun. Fi- oh, you got to turn this thing. Another fun-filled uh, evening. It's uh, what is it? February tenth, two thousand. Turn this thing. Hold on, guys. 2000 and... Uh, does that look... Is that all right? Is that, that's all right. Yes, uh, it's been a while. Uh, yes, and I did have my kid. We were on yesterday, those of you uh, who are checking in with us uh, for the first time. Thank you. Thank you for uh, the warm response and... Uh, we got a lot of show to get to. We got a lot of things to talk about. Uh, we didn't get to everything yesterday, and I'm sure we won't be able to get to everything either. We're just kind of getting back in the the flow, you know. We're, we're we're just getting back in the flow. We were off for three weeks, but we are back. All right. So there's a lot of news, but let me uh, give you a, a local update. Um, immigration rates went down last night uh, in Los Angeles. Well, in different parts of California. Um, Los Angeles was one of them. I think San Francisco uh, was another one. Uh, It also took place in Texas, uh, Florida, and I think North Carolina. I think they said, I didn't know they hit a bunch of other states. I thought it was just uh, here in Los Angeles, but immigration raids. And people are, are very upset. They're, they're very distraught about this. And it goes back to the conversation we've had on this program countless times. Um, those of you who are new, uh, I will try to be quick so we don't bore our laurel or our loyal audience getting a little mush mouth there we haven't been on in a few weeks i'm still uh, uh getting used to <laughs> being back so i got to got to wet the old whistle here so we talked about this on countless times before and we call it the take your shoes off at the door. We've all had new carpet, right? Throughout our lives, rather old, young, we've all been involved in an apartment in a house where there's new carpet. And your mom, your dad, your girlfriend, your wife, your boyfriend, uh, whoever, whatever, uh, the authority figure at the time is, says, take your shoes off before you go in the house, okay? Put them in the uh, basket. Don't want dirty, uh, muddy uh, feet prints all over the beige carpet. So you take your shoes off. The house policy. That becomes the house policy. And that's the way it is uh, for months. 
and years. Some of you can relate to that room in the house that no one's allowed to go in. It's, it's basically a uh, decorative room. We had one in my house. It was a living room. As you walked in uh, to the front door, right on the left, no one was allowed to go in. Couches, and there was, you know, uh, end tables, and all my mom's antique (laughs) figurines, and all these oil paintings. It was just for show. Couldn't go in that room. And if you went in that room, my mom knew. She knew the, the, the footprints. She knew every aspect of that room. And if somebody went in there to talk, to sit, uh, to to do whatever she knew can't go in that room so these house policies are the way uh, they are for years and then that one day that that one time you're having a christmas party or you're having a birthday party or an engagement party whatever and you need that room Or you're going to have 50, 60, 70 people over and you can't have everybody take their shoes off and put them in baskets. So you make the exception. You make that one exception. Okay, we'll use that room. Okay, people can walk in the house. We'll just put, you know, a, a throw rug down. We'll tell them to clean their feet off and we'll get a carpet cleaner and After the party, we'll go right back to the old policy. Shoes off at the front door. No one's allowed in the living room that's just there for show. So after the party, the next day, everybody has a different vibe, a a, a different feel. Hey, we used that room. And look, didn't get destroyed. We should use this room a little more. No, 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 no. Well, come on, just for 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 special occasions. <sighs> okay, for special. And look, the the carpet didn't get destroyed that much, as long as we wipe our feet off. So as long as we are are careful, you know, don't walk in dog crap. And if you do, clean them off. We can walk in the house with our shoes on. So what happens? You start using uh, the special room a little bit more, and people start walking in the house with their shoes on a little bit more. And before you know it, the carpet looks like crap. There is no wiping your feet off on a throw rug. There, there, there's no care in the world now about the carpet. There's no care in the world about the off-limits living room. It now looks like just another used living room with stains on the carpet, and now there's a TV that sits in there with a PlayStation hooked up to it. It's another room that people go in and watch movies and finger-bang their girlfriends, whatever. And then finally, your mom, your dad, girlfriend, whoever goes, time out, time out, 
We're going back to the old policy. I got a steam cleaner coming in tomorrow. They're cleaning the carpets. Matter of fact, the one carpet is so destroyed, I got to rip it out. And we're going to put hardwood floors in. We're going to put that, that fake hardwood, that, uh, that Formica parquet, whatever the hell you call it. We're repainting. We let so smoke. And now there's a freak out. What? What are you talking about? I, I use that room for, for, for entertaining now. You know, me and the so-and-so, we hang out there. What do you mean? We, we watch this. And what are you talking about? We, we, we can't have people. We're having people over to complete freak out. All because you're going back to the way things were in the beginning. You're going back to a policy that had been in place from the time you bought the apartment, from the time you bought the house. And it was a policy that everybody liked, everybody adhered to. And now everybody's acting like it's coming out of left field. No, it's not coming out of left field. It's the way things always were. And that's how I equate this whole immigration controversy, if you want to call it that. We've always had immigration laws. Always had them. My grandmother came here from Italy, Capofelice. She came here legally. She came through Ellis Island. She had paperwork. She got uh, stuck into a uh, uh, one of those, I don't know, those buildings where, where you get the measles or if you come across it and you're sick and you get quarantined, just like in, in Godfather 2 or whatever, with little Vito Corleone. My grandmother went through all of that. And then as she grew up in New York, she was told you better learn English. You better assimilate. Don't let anybody be able to tell that you're not from here. You're an American now. You don't fly an Italian flag. You don't. And throughout the years, as my grandmother assimilated, and she met my grandfather, who was also from Italy, And they had kids. My dad. And as I grew up and I got to know my grandmother and grandfather, I never knew that they were not born in Rochester, New York. You would never have been able to tell that they were born in Capofelice, Italy. Never. The only time my grandparents spoke Italian is when they were yelling at each other and didn't want any of us to hear what they were saying. That's how it always was. The 
years as I equate the whole take your shoes off, we as a country let people wear their shoes on the nice new carpet. We let people use the off-limits living room that's full of knickknacks and pretty pictures. And now, when we put our foot down and say, hey, we're going to go back to the old policies, there's a complete freakout, protests. You're racist. You're xenophobe. How dare you? How dare you enforce the law? And you know what I've always said? If, if Democrats, liberals, don't like this law, why haven't they changed it? Why haven't they changed it? The Democrats controlled the government for two years. And I mean controlled the government. They had a filibuster-proof Congress. And yet the only thing they got done was a health care bill that gives health care to 20 million people that would have had health care treatment. You go to a hospital and in doing so, 30, 40, 50, 60 million people have had their premiums go up and when I hear liberals go, oh, it's an exaggeration, 20, 30, 40, 50%. It's not like that. If you look at the averages, okay, fine. That's an exaggeration. Fine. We're in a state where it didn't go up 20 or 30, 40%. It only went up 10%. But it still went up. It still went up. It's like somebody saying, I didn't. Beat you five times. I only beat you twice. Oh, okay. You still beat me. How about zero times? I still lost my health coverage. Aetna still pulled out of California and told me to go get effed. people don't like the immigration laws, then they need to change them. But we have laws. And it's amazing to watch people freak out over somebody saying, hey, you can't be here. You're you're illegal. You're law. And on top of that, You're still breaking the law. We picked you up for drunk driving. Yeah, but I have a family. Okay, and? Well, if you deport me, you're going to separate my family. 
When the hell was that an issue? Hi, I'm I'm evading my taxes. Hi, uh, I I'm 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 raping women. Hi, I, I'm uh you know drunk driving. Oh, you busted me. You can't send me to jail. You'll break apart my family. You can't put me in prison for ten years. You'll break apart my family. What are my children gonna do? Well, you, you <laughs> Jesus Christ. Maybe you should have thought about that before you drove drunk and ran someone over. Maybe you should have thought about that before you were evading taxes. Maybe you should have thought about that before you were raping women. It's like you came here illegally. You came here illegally. And then you proceeded to create a life. Knowing that at any moment, you could get arrested and be deported because you're here illegally. But instead, you proceed to start a family or get fake Social Security cards. And then you get caught, you get busted... And now it's, how dare you? How dare you deport me? How dare you arrest me? How dare you do this to my poor family? What? How? I didn't do it. You did it. You did it. It's just amazing. Absolutely amazing. So out here in California last night, they were protesting because they did raids in Los Angeles. And they protested. They actually protested. Out here in Los Angeles, they protested. How dare you deport illegals? And listen, I don't give a crap. If you're Mexican, I don't give a crap if you're Chinese. I don't give a crap if you're Italian. If you're here illegally, how are you protesting somebody getting arrested and then being deported? Canada. I I got two friends that are from Canada. They're here illegally. One of them's been here for four years. Came here with a visa. Overstayed his visa and never left. Am I going to call and, and report him? No. But I bust his balls all the time. You're going to get guys to say this before Trump. I go, one of these days something's going to happen and you're going to get caught. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I drive drunk. My mom says, hey, one of these days you're going to get caught. Nah. Oh, well. Got, I'm in jail. I just got caught. Well, eh, you got caught. That's not fair. They're, they're breaking up my family. I got a newborn baby at home. 
I, I it's, just, it's just insane. And it's from the left. It's from the left. Yes, I know. There's people in the Republican Party who want to grant amnesty. I, I get it. It's a uh, two-party situation, but at least people on the right don't condone the lawlessness. And what I mean by that is never, ever have I seen people here illegally, people benefiting from services illegally and then bragging about it on social media. Giving the big middle finger. Say, ah, ha, ha, ha. I'm, I'm here illegally and I'm doing this and I'm doing that and there's nothing you can do about it. F you. Ha, ha, ha. And the left gives them that feeling. Gives them that power. Give, gives them that pass. I don't want to get off the, the, the beaten track, but it's just like these protests. The, these riots. The left has made it okay to firebomb cars. To light things on fire. The left has made it okay. They've made it okay. Because as long as you're doing this against something that they really, really hate, then it's all good. It's all good. It's all good. You had Betsy DeVos. She went to a public school today, and she got blocked. She got blocked by protesters. They, they, they would not let her in the building. If you watch the video, I mean, it, it looks like somebody actually pushes her. I mean, it looks like it, it, it got physical. Flip those rolls. Flip those rolls. Imagine a, a Democrat, a woman, a, a Democrat woman, trying to go to some charter school. And a bunch of Republicans screaming in her face, preventing her from going in. Getting physical, like I said. It looked pretty physical to me. I'm not talking about punches or things of that nature, but definitely skin-to-skin contact. They'd still be reporting it today. It would, CNN, without watching uh, Anderson Cooper, do two hours about it. Talking about talk radio. Talk radio has fueled the hate. Look at these protesters. They sit around and 
listen to Roush Limbaugh and Sean Hannity and Rob Zakari all day. And it gets them ginned up and it gets them angry. And they go out and they look for Democrats to assault. That, that's what you'd be hearing. That's what you'd be hearing. The liberals have made this okay. So when law enforcement, ICE, go out and do their jobs, people protest. Stop separating families. That's what they're checking. Stop separating families. We want ICE out of L.A. Uh, we, 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 we want ICE out of L.A. We don't want you to do your jobs. We don't want you to do their jobs. And out here in Los Angeles, you actually have people that are part of the legislature who who are <laughs> who are who are basically anchor babies. I, 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 I kid you not. Assemblyman Miguel Santiago, okay, who is at the protest. So he he's somebody that works in government. He's somebody that works in government, and it's a trip listening to everybody on the left talk about Trump, talk about Republic. They don't respect the law. They don't respect, uh, you know, authority. Look at their... And yet you actually have legislatures saying we're not going to respect the law. Like I said, the left makes this possible. That they literally make this possible. So you got Miguel Santiago, okay, whose father undocumented. Can't say illegal. Can't say illegal alien. Remember, if you change the word, then somehow you make it less. Threatening, undocumented, not illegal alien, it's undocumented. Affirmative action is not affirmative action, it's diversity. Because everybody knows what affirmative action is. Affirmative action is giving somebody a job based on their color. Three people that are qualified for the job, maybe two people that are more qualified, maybe one person that's more qualified, but ultimately the person of color gets the job solely based on color. That's affirmative action. And for the most part, people are against that. And when I say most part, 
even Democrats, not all, but if you change it to diversity, ah, it's not affirmative action. Affirmative action is a dirty word. Diversity is so much nicer. Diversity is so much nicer. So, undocumented. Not illegal. So, undocumented. So, Miguel Santiago, okay, his dad is an illegal. All right? And he came to this country from Mexico as a teen. He met Miguel Santiago's mom, had a baby. So in turn, Miguel Santiago, he could stay, but the father can't. Anchor baby. And he's an assemblyman here in Los Angeles, out there protesting, saying, uh, don't enforce the law. Don't enforce the law. We want ICE out of L.A. And then they were blocking streets. They were blocking streets to get on the 101 freeway. Find me one example. Seriously, find me one example from uh, 2008 to 2016 when Democrats controlled the House, the Senate, the White House. Where conservatives did find me one example where thousands of conservatives, hundreds hundreds of conservatives blocked highways because they were upset over, I, I don't know, Hobby Lobby. Gay marriage, trannies in girl bathrooms, men bathrooms, whatever. Obama being the president. Where if God forbid you said, hey, you know, as a company, hey, you know, uh, I I like uh, the president's, uh, you know, views on, on this certain policy. Where all of a sudden you are now condemned. You're now condemned. You can't even own a clothing company. You can't even own a, a, a food company and say, you know what? I like Trump's policy on tax reform. I, I like the concept of possibly... Knocking down the corporate tax rates to 10%. I really like that. You get flooded with, if you're, if you're a clothing like Under Armour, you have your athletes, your people, guy, you know what? Uh, I don't want to wear Under Armour anymore because uh, my boss, the CEO, the people that sign my paycheck support a certain policy. 
it's 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 it really is. It's it's astonishing. So this went down last night. You had these um, immigration raids. Yeah, these immigration raids. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you, you're gonna see more of this type of lawlessness from the left. Going to see more of this because they don't have ideas. They they don't have any policy. They don't know how to, uh, you know, talk to the voters. They don't. You know what they know how to do? Talk to people in New York. They talk to people in California. That's it. That's it. So what do they know how to do? Bitch and whine. Like a typical liberal. Your typical hipster douchebag. They don't know how to get anything done. They don't know how to be productive. They don't know how to roll up their sleeves and do some hard work. But they know how to whine. They know how to bitch. You got to be a real jerk off. Uh, and I'm talking about a, major, a big league jerk off. To go camp out at an airport for days on end. Okay. Fine, if you're a multi-multi-millionaire and billionaire and you don't have to work and you could sit at an airport for four hours, five hours with a stupid sign and a mocha, okay, fine. You, You got too much time and money on your hands. But if you ain't that person... And you should be out working. You're a major league, big league jerk off. Sorry. Okay. Sorry. And at the end of the day, Here's the best part. Everything that Trump is doing, he said he was going to do during the election. Everything he said he was going to do, he said during the election. And at the end of the day, more people agreed with the things that he said than with the things and the people that were against with what he said. When you heard people like Anna Navarro and all these other uh, Latina and Latino jerk-offs talking about 
record turnout. Record turnout. Trump will be lucky to get a half a percentage point of the Latino community that will vote for him. He got almost 30%. He got almost 30%. He'll be lucky if he gets a half a percent of blacks to come out and vote for him. He got almost 10%, 11%. He got more than any Republican has in, I don't know, last 20 or 30 years. The left lost. Their ideas lost. And now they're shocked. Los Angeles. They're shocked. People in Los they're shocked. Immigration's here. Immigration's doing great. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Guess what? The president of the United States, before he was the president of the United States, said, we're going to enforce immigration laws. For, forget putting any new laws on the books. We're just going to enforce the laws that are existing. See the speed limit? It says 65. If you do 66, we're going to arrest you. We're going to give you a ticket. Well, that's silly. This whole area for the last eight years, we're able to drive 75. Okay. So whoever was in charge of this district was letting you guys get away with going 10 miles an hour over the speed limit. Speed limit 65. If you do 66, you're speeding. Oh, well, that's silly. What, well, <laughs> that's, it's the law. It's silly. Silly. It's the law, jerk off. Sorry you don't like the law. There's a bunch of stuff I don't like either, okay? There's a bunch of stuff that I don't like, and I get told that's the law. Well, I'm either going to abide by the law, or I'm not going to abide by the law, and when I get caught, I'm not going to bellyache, cry and whine, and say, what about my baby I just had? I roll with the punches because that's life. It's Rob Zakari. It's Rob Zakari show. We'll be right back after uh, these words. And I want to talk about that little scumbag John McCain and see. I, he is. I, I, listen, he's a scumbag. Okay, his daughter is is, is equal scumbag. I know, he's a war hero. Awesome. Great. I respect that. But that doesn't mean I can't say he's a scumbag. Still don't understand when in our country that there's these certain things that happen in your life that makes criticism off limits. When? I got a friend who's in a wheelchair, okay? Seriously, I got a friend who's in a wheelchair, and guess what? He's the biggest jerk-off in the world. And I tell him, I go, you're a jerk-off. A-hole jerk-off. 
What does he say? You can't say that. I'm in a wheelchair. You're not allowed to say that about me. No. Guess what? I say it. I don't care that he's in a wheelchair. That has nothing to do with the fact that he's a jerk-off. Let's carry. We'll be right back. Yeah. Rob Scarage, Rob Scarage Show. That was Baked Alaska. That's an old song, and I still have it in the queue. If you're listening to us on Blog Talk and Spreaker, you can hear that. It's called We Love Our Cops. We Love Our Law Enforcement. Um, so you can listen. I got, and I still got the, the Build the Wall. All right. So yesterday we talked about um, John McCain, that little scumbag. He's a scumbag. He's just a scumbag. And we were talking about the fact uh, that you're not allowed to ever criticize John McCain. Not a lot to say. Not not a lot to say. Just like uh, 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 what's his name there? Uh, Lewis. The congressman. The, the guy who marched with Martin Luther King. Awesome. Awesome stuff. He got hit and beat with clubs, attacked by a dog. I mean, not awesome, but the fact that he marched, civil rights, awesome stuff. But that don't mean he gets a pass for the rest of his life. If he does something uh, that's not good, if he messes up, he should, he should get called out. And if you call him out, you shouldn't instantly be told you can't say that because the guy got beat with a club uh, on a bridge in Selma. And it's the same thing with McCain. When the guy says something that uh, obviously he's being a, 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 a bitchy little prick. Remember, re- remember, the guy lost in 08. Okay, the guy lost. The guy lost in 2000. He lost to Jeb Bush in 2000. I mean, George W. in 2000 got slaughtered uh, in 2008, lost again to Obama. So the American, I mean, he's like Hillary Clinton. The American people rejected the guy in, in the big games, okay? Big games. In 2000, he couldn't even get out of the playoffs. Got his ass handed to him, and then he finally made it to the Super Bowl, and he got his ass handed to him. All right, 
And then come 2016, his boyfriend, Lindsey Graham, is in the race. And the guy can't even get 2%. People rejected him. They went to Trump before Lindsey Graham. Okay? Or I should say instead of Lindsey Graham. So the guy's already a, a, a miserable C.S. He's already a miserable C.S. All right? It's already a, a miserable C.S. So he comes out and says, oh, the, the Trump mission in Yemen, that was a failure. It wasn't a success. It was... And the whole concept uh, behind uh, McCain's, uh, you know, not being a success is because we lost an American soldier, which is horrible. It's, 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 it's bad. But it happens. Okay? No, no soldier ever signs up uh, for the military and says, hey. Listen, uh, recruiting officer or, or whoever, I, I'm going to sign up here, but here's the thing. I don't want to go on any missions where I could possibly die. All right? I mean, I'll do it. I'll give you my four years. But you can't send me anywhere where it's too hot. Can't send me anywhere where it's too cold. And you can't send me anywhere where people are shooting at me. It doesn't happen. Soldier knows that they could die. And for McCain to come out and say, well, soldier died, that means the mission was a failure. And I brought up yesterday, I had to do a little more research. Because I wanted to be exactly accurate. But remember back in 2000, McCain kept, Touting the surge, the surge in Iraq was a success. The surge in Iraq was a success. It was a success. Before the surge, uh, not so much. And I admit that. But once we corrected everything and we had the surge, big success. Well, guess what? We lost soldiers during the surge. We didn't lose as many soldiers as we did pre-surge. But we lost soldiers during the surge. We lost helicopters. We lost military hardware during the surge. But yet McCain, anytime he talked about Iraq, he said the surge is a success. Surge is a success. And we lost umpteen billions of dollars. But yet, Corn and McCain, it was a success. It was a success. Success, 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 surge, surge, surge. But all of a sudden, Trump is involved in a mission where an American soldier loses his life. It's now a big failure. Big failure. And somehow, and somehow... This mission was conceived in like five hours by a bunch of 
I guess, military soldiers uh, that uh, were, were head of the mess hall. Because that, that's, that, that's, that's what's so disheartening about this whole Yemen controversy. The media, the never-Trumpers, the Democrats... Everyone is so quick to try to bury Trump any way they know how. They're so I mean, I, 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 any like did any I, so I told my mom, who's a monster liberal. She goes, listen, if he does something good, if he does something I like, I'll, I'll give him props. I, 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 I'm not pleased. No matter what he he could make he could make Jesus Christ come off the cross. He could make Jesus Christ rise from the dead, and people would be like, "Ah, oh, dude, you look like crap." President Trump, what the what did you do? Jesus looks like crap. Look, he's got the, the holes in his hands. He looked like he's been buried for a thousand years. He's horrible. Jesus Christ. Oh, not you, Jesus, but the, Jesus. No, Jesus. We, okay. Yeah. I'm telling you, it doesn't matter what Trump does. The stock market could be $58 trillion And people would be like, what? That's, come on. That's, that's horrible. Are you kidding me? It's horrible. Horrible. So the left, in in just their blind hatred, will put, literally put our military down to a point where when you read the articles about this botched raid, raid, so the military botched, a raid. When when you change commander and chief, when 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 the new president comes in, they don't swap out the military. They don't swap out SEAL Team Six. It's still the same soldiers. Botched, botched raid. Mil- bot, what? Botched. They were they were ill equipped. Uh, they ill equipped. What do you? What, who were the soul? What do you think the soldiers were banning? Kushner and Trump? Well, he was sitting around a dinner table. And they were casually having dinner, and they, and well, what? But wait a minute. What is again? You're talking about a military operation that was conceived when Obama was there. So the military, the, the, the SEAL team, was there when Obama was there. The guys that, that botched the mission were there. Like, our soldiers, I guess, suck. I, I'm serious. That, that's, that, that is how much the left, the never-Trumpers, and the press and Democrats despise Trump. That they'll say 
our military suck. That somehow Trump replaced the military with a bunch of Trump workers. Which is amazing. (laughs) Absolutely amazing. So you have a plan that was put together when Obama was still president. So you have this military plan to go into this wherever, this 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 uh, Al-Qaeda hideout in Yemen. There's some bad terrorists there. There's a bunch of information. They're going to go in there in the middle of darkness. They're going to, you know, shoot the bad guys, get the information, and get out. So the plan is hatched during Obama's reign, which, again, I'm not passing the blame on Obama. I'm not passing the blame on anybody. You're talking about a military operation. You're talking about dealing with terrorists, jihadists, talking about animals talking about people that conduct their operations in a house with family members. Human shields. And on top of that, mothers, daughters, sisters that have no problem dying for the jihadi cause. Remember in San Bernardino? Remember the woman from Pakistan? She's got an assault weapon pointed out the back of an SUV shooting cops. Cars. These are the same animals that are over in Yemen, that are in Iraq, that are in Afghanistan, that are in Syria. These women blow themselves up. So here's our military dealing with something that is very unconventional. This isn't some, uh, you know, uh, colonial war. Got a little drummer boy. Oh, fire. And then they reload. And then what are you talking about? This ain't even Nam, where those gooks are hiding in the in the in the the floors, the Viet Cong. They're hiding in the the weeds, the the ground. They're popping up. They're you got grenades. They're all misohani, and they come on the little the the, the little uh, what's it called there the on the back of a of a of a. Of a of a motorcycle, and they go inside the hooker, and she blows the plane. Man, they, these are are women strapped with bombs. These are terrorist 
operations conducted in a bedroom while children are asleep in the room next to it. Are you kidding me? I mean, this makes Nam and the Kong, the BC, makes all it makes them just it, it makes them look like child's play. Makes them look like child's play. I mean, look what they do over in in in, in, uh, in Palestine. Look what they do with the the Israel. They launch rockets from schools. Restaurants. I mean, these people are animals. So this plan comes together under Obama. And the whole concept is it can't go down until there is no moon light. End of story. Can't go down until there's no moonlight. It's got to be completely black. Got to be completely black. So Obama doesn't green light it. And then on top of that, he says, you know what? I don't want to green light an operation. This close to me leaving office. It's kind of funny considering here's the guy uh, doing everything that he did two and three weeks before he left office as far as uh, sustaining on, on, on the United Nations Council to vote, condemning Israel. I mean, he did a whole bunch of stuff before he left office. But this, he didn't want to do. Now, did he not want to do it because he knew Target was embedded in a residential home? Maybe. Did Obama know that this would probably result in not a soldier loss of life, but civilians or what would be considered Civilians killed. And did he say, you know what? I know this operation is risky. It's something that's been on the table for months and months and months. We've known about this place. We've known about the people that are there. But we also know that it's embedded in a family, uh, in a neighborhood. And if we roll in there, we're definitely going to kill children, whoever. We're definitely going to kill people. You know what? Nah. Why even deal with it? I'll give it to Trump. Chances are he'll green light it. 
because he wants to be tough on terrorists and let him take the heat for killing women and children. F it. So who knows? Who knows? But at the end of the day, the green light that Trump gave and the people that carried out the operation would have been the same green light that Obama gave and the people that carried out that operation also would have been the same. So it doesn't matter if Trump was taking a dump. It doesn't matter if Obama was windsailing. It doesn't matter who or where they were when they gave the order. This same SEAL team would have carried out that operation. And it's a disservice to now somehow call it botched, call it messed up. Trump is incompetent. He's a bumbling, stumbling mess. He was sitting there eating dinner. And he gave the order. They weren't prepared. The souls weren't prepared. They were well, uh, uh, outgunned. They did. So our our elite, our elite SEAL team, are stupid. So when they came to Trump, in his meal, and they went. Uh, Mr. President, when Mattis said, Mr. President, here's the operation. Trump was supposed to go, hmm, you know what? Instead of using uh, two helicopters and 10 guys, you should be using four helicopters and 25 guys. I don't know if you should be using that gun. What are you? Come on, man. I Listen, you, you want to attack Trump on... You know, uh, uh, I, I don't know, whatever, however other countless things you could go after Trump on, okay? Tax return, unrelated tax return. But to go after him on this, to then, as collateral damage, take a big dump all over our military is pathetic. And it's horrible. It really is horrible. I mean, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, man. I get it. You guys despise Trump. I I get it. But to take a big steaming pile of crap all over our military and play this whole oh, the Trump, he was just sitting around having a meal, willy nilly, not what are you talking about? It was an operation that was hatched during Obama. The military put that operation together when Obama was the president. botched military operation became botched because Trump did what? He was having a meal? And Matt 
said, what do you want to do about uh, this uh, operation? Do you want to green light it? Well, why wasn't it green lit before? Well, we were waiting for the cover of dark. We were waiting for no moonlight. We were waiting. Oh, okay. So when's the first moon? When When's the well, uh, Mr. President, it's tomorrow. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, good. Yeah. He's already, they already had it set up before, right? Yes, it's been in the works for months now. Okay. <laughs> what the hell do I, okay. Yeah, great. Pass the road to beat. <laughs> we need, what? Awesome. We had a soul. Die and we had all of these civilians die. Oh, it was a botched, botched military exercise. Oh my God, this, this Trump—he doesn't know what he's doing. Whoa, wait a minute. What the hell just changed? Wasn't wasn't this something that was planned a month? I mean, unbelievable. Watching, watching everybody go after Trump on this is pretty incredible. And then having McCain. And like I said, what Trump said was not bad. And we talked about this yesterday. I'll read it again. Senator McCain should not be talking about the success or failure of a mission to the media. It only emboldens the enemy. Talked about this yesterday. There's nothing wrong with what he just said there. If not, if not choosing your words carefully as it pertains to Muslims and Islam will only embolden Muslims who are on the fence. Uh, of uh, either joining ISIS or loving America, if you saying you know the the Muslims that we got a Muslim problem, <gasps> you can't say that. You are disparaging a billion people. All that's gonna do is fuel the fire in the bellies of ISIS and the people that would know. Okay, well if that emboldens people to join ISIS. I would imagine uh, saying uh, the things that McCain did emboldened ISIS also. So there's nothing wrong with that, okay? Sorry, there was nothing wrong with that. And to watch CNN, Tapper, because that's Hack Tapper's new job. And I told you guys yesterday, I read you the... uh, uh, the Jeff Zucker. Remember, Zucker, president of CNN, he did that whole um, interview where he talked about CNN being uh, in Indonesia and being in Saudi Arabia, being in Russia. And CNN shapes the way that all of these countries view Trump. And for Trump to take an adversarial position with CNN 
is something that he would advise against. I mean, it was I'm paraphrasing because I don't have it punched up on the screen. And we did that yesterday. But remember, Zucker basically threatened Trump and said, hey, we control the messaging for the masses. I mean, basically, Zucker said what I have said countless times. Okay? That ultimately, being in airports and doctor's offices and being in the places where where you're waiting for your car to get finished, fixed. Low-information voters, casual news watchers, get their information from CNN. I've said that. And Zucker basically affirmed that. He just affirmed it by using countries, Saudi Arabia, the Philippines, Indonesia, blah, 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 blah. So Hack Tapper is now the new attack dog. Because anytime Trump says anything or anytime a Republican says anything, there's Hack Tapper to the rescue. So yesterday he was he was obsessed with putting up a tweet or retweeting a tweet from some other liberal douchebag that showed Trump before he was president questioning, uh, you know, an operation in Mosul. And then Trump and what he said uh, as reference to McCain. And this liberal douchebag was like, oh, the hypocrisy. And I'm just sitting there looking at it going, well, I mean, here he's a president. And in this tweet, he's the developer. He's the uh, Trump steak guy. He's the Trump water guy. He's basically the jerk-off douchebag that's going to get slaughtered by Hillary Clinton. You basically have the guy who's the clown that's going to get slaughtered by Hillary Clinton in a tweet versus he's the president of the United States and a tweet to a senator, a decorated war vet. And they're tack tap with his liberal bag friends to the rescue. Look, isn't this crazy? Trump said you shouldn't. Oh, Jesus Christ, guys. Yeah, really? That, that's, that's your, okay. So then uh, Trump goes on to say he's been losing so long he doesn't know how to win anymore. Okay, I don't, again, see there's anything wrong with that. Because McCain's been losing since 2000. And then Trump said, our hero Ryan died on a winning mission. According to General Mattis, not a failure. Time for U.S. to get smart and start winning again. So that's all Trump said. That's all Trump said. But what does CNN say? 
Donald Trump, who never served in the military, goes after Senate veterans. Like I said before, rather it's Lewis and Selma, can't say anything about him. McCain, can't say anything about him. Or Blumenthal, who lied about serving in Nam. Lied. Can't say anything about him. And that's how CNN framed this debate. That's how Hack Tapper framed this debate. That's how Dan framed this debate. Service had nothing to do with Trump not serving in the military. Had nothing to do with any of that. And to make this a debate about McCain and Nam, and like I said yesterday, we could have this conversation all day about McCain and the things that Trump said when he was talking to Frank Luntz. Have that debate during this conversation, this narrative. You can't. It's it's just it, it doesn't work. It only works. If you despise Trump so much and the goal of your network is to push out propaganda to sway a certain amount of people, eventually join your side. Very Nazi-like. I always think it's funny when you hear people talk about Trump and Nazis and, oh, what they're doing with attacking the media is like with, with, the, with the Nazis. And you, you, you try to, you know, it's a, it's a dictatorship. And, that, and yet 95% of the media is controlled by liberals. 95% Scrolled by Cooper's mouth are the same talking points. It's the same verbiage that you'll hear coming out of George Stephanopoulos. And if you sit there and just do a little click, okay, just to use your oh, click, 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 you could hear the same stuff about the same topic from 25 different news broadcasters. That, my friends, is Nazi Germany. It's the exact same as a dictatorship. When the media is controlled, one party, and they collectively work together, to put out a message. It's exactly Germany. It's exactly what happens in China. It's exactly what happens in Russia. And for those people to try to say, oh, what Trump does here is like, uh, you know, is, is like a strong man, is a dictator. It, it's 
is ludicrous. Absolute ludicrous. Like I said before, it's like dealing with a, a, a rather it's a girlfriend, a boyfriend, or just a friend arguing about a certain situation or an issue. And they start talking about something else that has nothing to do with what you're arguing about. And midway through the conversation, midway through the fight, you're like, whoa, why, wait a minute, why are you talking about something from a year ago? Well, how did, how did the F did we start litigating what happened a year? And that's what's going on now. Donald Trump never served in the military, goes after Senate veterans. And then they show the picture of McCain where he's in bed and his eyes, you know, and you know, and he was tortured and beaten. It's like, why? What, what does that have to do with Trump saying, hey, McCain, just, just shut up. <laughs> McCain. Shut up. Okay? Just 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 stop. Don't don't be calling things a failure. Don't be called just please stop. Aren't you supposed to be part of our party? That's it. You wanna relitigate the past? Well, that's fine, but don't do it here. That's all I'm saying. Real simple. Real simple. Cain gets in on the act. She's equal to him. He says, Trump has never served. My father can't bend one of his knees or lift his arm above his head. I'm done with this. Now, did they have conversations about McCain's war record from 10 months ago? Yeah. Yeah. But that's not what we're talking about now. To bring up the past while we're talking about something that's happening now is something that a girl does or a real feminine guy or a liberal douchebag. She then goes on, disagree with politics any single day, but how dare anyone question the honor of my family and his service, my father and his service. Again, I, I... how did Trump saying Senator McCain should not be talking about the success of or failure of a mission to the media? It only embodies, emboldens the enemy. Okay. He's been losing so long, he doesn't know how to win anymore. Just look at the countries in, bogged down in conflict all over the place. How does statement honor of McCain's father and his service. How? Can't we just be saying, hey, John McCain has been losing so long, dating back to 2000. Okay? How about, how about, how about that? How about 
How about that? And if you really want to be technical, okay, if you really want to be technical, how about the Keating Five? How about Keating Five? 1989. Part of the savings and loans crisis. How about the Keating Five? How, so can we say that John McCain hasn't won since 1989? Is that safe to say? Huh? Is that safe to say? Is that safe to say? Why is it do we have to relitigate what Trump and McCain, uh, you know, uh, uh, the, their their issue from ten months ago? Trump was talking about what McCain did when he was talking to reporters. And when he was referencing Yemen, that's it. All Trump said is John McCain has been losing for so long. And that slob, Megan McCain, chimes in with, Trump has never served. My father can't bend one of his knees. All right. From the day John McCain was born, right up to the Keating Five in 1989. Okay, He's been a hero. From 1989 to 2016, he's been a loser. He's been a failure. He has not been a success. How's that? How's that? So when Trump was referencing John McCain, we're not talking about 10 months ago. We're talking about what just happened. So when Trump was referencing John McCain and the fact that he's been losing for so long that he doesn't know how to win anymore, Trump was not referencing from the birth of John McCain to 1988. He wasn't referencing that. He wasn't referencing the great John McCain, the war hero. He wasn't referencing the great John McCain, uh, 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 unhealthy Megan McCain's father. Okay? I'm not referencing that. John McCain's a hero. He's great. He's awesome. The greatest man living from the time he was born to 19. Trump was referencing the loser comment, and I will reference the loser comment from 1989 and the Keating 5,016. How's that? And John McCain's three big failures. Keating 5, primaries to W. Bush, and the presidential election to Barack Hussein Obama. There you go. That's what we're referencing. And as far as Blumenthal, when you misspoke 
and said you served in Vietnam, that's what Trump was referencing. Not anything else. And then likes to say Trump attacked Donald Trump, who never military goes after Senate veterans. So you're not allowed to say anything somebody that served in the military. Not allowed to say anything about them. Not allowed to say anything about them. And like I said before this segment, I had a friend who's in a wheelchair, okay, and he's the biggest douchebag The biggest douchebag scumbag ever. Seriously. And I tell him all the time. And he never once tells me, hey man, you can't call me out for my douchebagness. I'm in a wheelchair. I didn't put him in the wheelchair. I don't give a crap that he's in a wheelchair. I didn't know him when he was in a wheelchair. I only know him now. He's in a wheelchair, and he's a douchebag. His story. Tom McCain is a douchebag. Right? If we have to now, when we reference John McCain, we have to say, okay, 1989, present-day douchebag. 1980, to John McCain being born an all Awesome guy. Okay? We had a reference Blumenthal pre I in Vietnam War. Awesome, swell, hardworking, cool dude. But saying I was in Vietnam to now, he's a douchebag. There. Rob Zakari, it's Rob Zakari Show. We'll be right back after these. Fabulous words. Yeah, yeah. Uh. Build a wallet, she's got ten feet higher. Build a wallet, she's got ten feet strong. Build a wallet, she's got ten feet higher. And build and build and build and just build a Yes, uh, we are back. Don't, you can follow us uh, on, well, the, well, you can listen to us on Spreaker. Okay, so you can go to Spreaker and you can uh, download um, all the shows. I, 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 my brain was frozen uh, for a minute. You can download all the shows. You can. Uh, Listen for the last year and a half, I think. 
You can go there. You can listen to us. You will love it. You can go to iTunes. Listen to the show. You could go to Blog Talk Radio. You can listen to the show. And uh, where where else? I'm trying to where 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 else? Okay. Uh, uh, iHeartRadio. I had to think about it for a minute. I had to wait for them to tell me where iHeartRadio. So iHeartRadio, you can listen to us uh, over on uh, iHeartRadio also. So go there, and you can listen to the shows. And also, you can follow us on Twitter. Uh, the uh, Twitter feed is at uh, uh, Rob's Carey Show. So go there. And I promise uh, you will enjoy. Uh, <laughs> you will you will enjoy all of the uh, uh, the, the 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 Twitter stuff. The I don't know whatever the hell we put on there. All right, so um, it still trips me out. This uh, Betsy DeVos. Situation. It really does. It's still. We talked about it a little in the beginning when we were talking about uh, the immigration situation um, out there uh, in, in Texas and here in Los Angeles. It, it still really trips me out. Betty DeVos would, would go to a public school. Okay, she 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 would she would go to a public school. She would she would go to you know tour it, take a look and see what's up, and the left would block her from going in, and to the point where things get physical. It it, it still trips me out. Still trips me out. And the fact that it it, it got um, glossed over. It basically got glossed over. Did they talk about it? Sure. And see, this is the thing. And and I actually tweeted Hack Tapper this. And I know Hack Tapper. I know him. He interviewed me many, many years ago. Because, remember, Hack Tapper is uh, Jeff Zucker's uh, little attack dog now. And uh, there was a, uh, not a terrorist attack, but there was a uh, an arrest made with a bunch of people overseas, and Tapper uh, tweeted the story. His little ass comment saying, you know, oh, I, I didn't cover it, or, you know, whatever the hell he referenced. Because remember, when Trump and uh, the administration said, the media doesn't cover these attacks. Now, that's a whole other uh, conversation we'll have. Um, Monday, because I, I I got a whole bunch of stuff to talk about as far as the media and the terrorism and the attacks and the coverage they get. But here's my point. Tapper says, oh, look, see, I covered it. I tweeted and I uh, responded to him and I said, heck, that, that's not what we're talking about. Talking about Cooper, 
Lemon. Breathless coverage. And panels. And dissecting every aspect of what something meant. That's what we're talking about. Not just in passing. Oh, today, four people were arrested. Uh, here's uh, blah, 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 right? We're talking about Dan Jones, Barry Sellers. And then you got to throw in one, you know, Republican. And then perhaps What do you think Conway met when she said better? Was that coverage? Those types of segments. So when you say, well, it doesn't cover or the media doesn't go, look, we're covering, we're covering, that's, that, no, we're talking about all day, and panel discuss the left and what they did at that school to the boss, and what does it mean? Every nuance of the situation, panel, and discussion. Everything that goes with that. And anything of us being blocked from doing her job. The point of almost being assaulted. Or I say being assaulted. She was, listen, she was just assaulted today. As Michelle Fields was assaulted by Corbin that breathless coverage from CNN and MSNBC and CBS, and from three, four, three, amazing. And why do I have to keep looking at Lena Dunham? Not to segue here. Why do I got to keep looking at Lena Dunham? Just that slob is everywhere. The slob is everywhere. And you know what I love about liberals, the the leadums. What I love about them when when they have this message or or, or this talking point. I got to talk to the 53% of the white women who voted against their own best interests. You know, liberal women have this fantasy land thought process that every woman in America is for abortion. And if you're not for abortion... You're voting against your own best interest. You're against women. And I never understood that. 
Like, I never understood how a woman on the left can have this attitude that says to other women, our position is the only position that is correct. And if you're not on this side, if you don't believe in this position, then you're not a real woman. You're against women as a whole. You're, you're, you're against everything that a woman stands for. And it's just fascinating to me. And anytime you see a woman who's pro-life, be on any panel, CNN or MSNBC, they're made to, 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 to feel stupid, to feel ignorant, to feel like they are the worst piece of human garbage in the world because they're against abortion. And the conversation is always framed not as regards to the child, not in regards to somebody that just looks at an ultrasound, that, that beating heart, and goes, oh my God, that's a human being. A human being growing inside me. Oh my God, that, that, I, that is something that should be cherished. It's something that, you know, uh, sh- sh- all of those things. And instead, the position is always, well, that's nothing until it comes out of the womb. And until then, if you're against killing that, then you're against a woman. You're against all women. And it's just bizarre. It really is. It's bizarre. can't have this position of, hey, I would never get an abortion. I, I think the, the, you know, the moment there is a heartbeat that is a human being, I, I respect that human being in, in, inside me. I, it's, you know, blah, 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 blah. I, I'm not a big, uh, I, you know, I'm, I'm not a big pro-life. Where I know all the 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 lingo, all that lingo. But any my 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 girlfriend is pro life. I mean, having an abortion didn't cross her mind, and she doesn't for people. That are pro-abortion. Now that doesn't mean she's a piece of human garbage woman that then believes, oh, I, I want I want to be stoned to death in Iraq and and wear a beekeeper outfit. But that's how women on the left who are pro-abortion make women on the right feel. And what makes it even more trippy is these same women on the left 
conveniently pretend that women are respected in the Islamic world. Telling man liberals are are they're just so effing out there. They're in a weird, crazy, wacky bubble. I mean, they they really are. They're in a weird, wacky. Cra- so you're you're a a liberal woman. You're a Lena Dunham, who is chastising Republican women for voting for Trump and not voting for Hillary Clinton, and saying that those women are against their own interests. But yet, here's a woman that's part of a group that conveniently pretend women in the Islamic world are respected. That homosexuals in the Islamic world are own things. <laughs> and yet, they're running around saying, you know, Donald Trump is against gay people. He's against Islamic wait a minute just just stop just stop you are effing insane (laughs) you're just insane you're absolutely insane and yet it was the left out of all the men okay out of all the men that the left could have tortured during the confirmation hearings. Could have tortured. And I mean tortured the men. They didn't. Nobody tortured Ben Carson. No one tortured Ben Carson. Remember Ben Carson during the uh, 2016 campaign? When you go into prison, you go in straight, you come out gay, you go... They could have tortured him. But who did the left decide to torture? A woman. A woman. Betsy DeVos, she got tortured more than Ben Carson got tortured. She got tortured more than Jeff Sessions got tortured. The left tortured a woman. They tortured. So it's 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 mind blowing that I got to look at Lena Dunham, that slob, ranting and 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 moaning, talking about she's got to talk to these these fifty three percent of women that voted against their interests and how could they vote for Trump and he doesn't like well, women he's a, and again, to, to to listen to someone like Lena Dunham ranting and raving about uh, the, the Trump. Oh, he talked about grabbing vaginas. And the woman that she's saying everybody should have voted for his husband didn't talk about it. He actually did it. Actually did it. He actually did it. 
And again, the left conveniently pretends that that chapter in their perfect world doesn't exist. The left, Lena Dunham, Amy Schumer's, they conveniently pretend that women in, in, in the Islamic world can vote, can drive, be humans, okay? They, they pretend homosexuals are not thrown off buildings. They pretend Bill Clinton is ejaculating in a 21-year-old intern's mouth. Having women go up to his uh, hotel room, and they walk in, and he's sitting there on a couch with his junk in his hands a little. They, they pretend that never happened. And they go, well, Trump, he was talking about grabbing a woman's vaginas. He was talking about grabbing woman's vaginas. He was talking about when you're rich and you're famous and you're powerful, women will let you do anything. It's called being a groupie. It's called a stuffer. I mean, you know, Believe it or not, guys will will TV because you're famous. Any guy that Lee Dunham has ever asked, she's only got them because she's rich and famous. The only reason Amy has ever gotten the guys that she's gotten is because she's rich and famous. If they weren't famous, they met them in a bar. The only shot they got is that guy completely cut-faced, and he wants to go sport effing. And what sport effing is, is you drink about 10, 15 beers, not going passing out, but, but where you're definitely going to black out. Pop a Viagra. And you take home the fattest, most sloppiest wildebeest you can find. F it. It's a sport effing. Thing is hard. No matter what's going on. And as soon as you're done, as soon as you go, ugh, it's the only shit. The Dunhams and the Amy Schumers would have if they weren't rich and famous. That's it. I mean, again, to listen to Amy, uh, the Lena Dunham say, uh, not only voting against women, voting against their interests, because all, I, I, again, it's saying, to women, Lee Dunham, talk about equal women, women, uh, you know, successful careers, women can do anything men can do, blah, 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 blah. And then say women need to not think for themselves and basically be mindless robots and vote. 
for somebody strictly based on the fact that they have a vagina and breasts. Because that's what you say. Trists of their sisters. Sisters? My girl's not Lena Dunham's sister. But Lena Dunham's saying that my girl is supposed to be mindless, stupid, ignorant, retarded, low self-esteem, shame it. And she's supposed to say, who am I supposed to vote for? I'm supposed to vote for her because she has a vagina? What about Caitlyn Jenner? No, that's a her. Oh, she still has a penis. Okay, vagina. They're in the bubble, man. They're in the bubble. It's Rob Zakari. It's Rob Zakari. Listen to me, guys. We're done. We're out of here. You are the best. Okay, there's no, there's nobody better. I love you all. I'll see you guys Monday. Uh, we'll be back here 7 p.m. with a fresh new show, uh, with a fresh new week. So uh, be back. We'll see you then. You're the best. Goodbye.